Brian Stanley is a lifelong entrepreneur who's known for his natural ability to connect with, understand, and empower those who are in pursuit of making significant changes in their personal and professional lives. He helps people end up being the best versions of themselves. Since graduating from the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching in 2009 as a certified personal coach, Ryan has changed the lives of hundreds of clients from all walks of life. More recently, Ryan has also been working at his alma mater as both an admissions coach, where he closed almost $22 million in sales in the last eight years, and as their first ever internal coach, where he coached staff from entry level to the C-suite on everything from daily professional growth to how they want to show up energetically in the more personal areas of their life. In July of 2019, Ryan published his first book. It's titled Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. And he produces content for a podcast with the same title. Both of these resources can be found anywhere that books are sold and podcasts are listened to and on his own website at ryanstanley.com. In Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, certified professional life and self-leadership coach Ryan Stanley takes some of the biggest concepts of personal growth and self-development and condenses them down to a quick and easy to read, fun, but poignant self-study guide. He provides the tools to patch up those feelings of stress, overwhelm, and anxiety that we all experience so that they can heal on their own. People of all ages and backgrounds will benefit from carrying this first aid kit as they travel through the daily adventure of life. I hope you enjoy our conversation today on the Encouragers United Podcast. When you recognize that literally there's oxygen, there's gravity, there's sunlight every single moment, right? You wake up, that is here just so that you can exist today. What are you doing with it? Be the light you want to see in the world in the meantime. I believe that this scenario, this pandemic situation of 2020 really makes you more of what you already were. Well, hello, Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Introduce yourself for our listeners. Yeah, Charlie, thank you so much for having me. Uh, My name is Ryan Stanley. I am a certified professional coach, have been since 2009. I am a author, a speaker, a coach, a thought leader, a father, a, um, I don't know, I believe living on purpose doesn't happen by accident. And so I do my best to do that every single day and, and ideally inspire others to do the same. Awesome. Based in New Jersey. Correct. Yep. I'm about 45, 50 minutes west of New York City. So you come out of the Holland, you're on a highway called 78, you stay on that until you see cows and fields, and you know you made it my neck of the There woods. you go. <laughs> well, my wife, Wendy, was actually born in New Brunswick. Uh, she okay. spent the first several years of her life there, but uh, we, I've ne- actually never been to New Jersey. It's great to have you on the show, though. Like you said, you're, you're working as a life and self-leadership coach, uh, and you're a certified professional from the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching. Correct. Uh, yep. And I guess I'll just start with your book, which was published so amply and so appropriately last year before uh, you know, all yeah. of uh, the world changed for us. But in 2019, you uh, published your work. It's called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. And the subtitle you've chosen is a, a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. Yeah. Tell me why you wrote this book. 
Yeah, and just real quick. First of all, again, thank you for the opportunity to share it with, with, with your listeners. I'm super stoked to be here. Uh, secondly, I wrote, and, and actually, before you even second, I will say the timing was, you know, no one could have predicted the, the pandemic situation. So it's just interesting, and I feel blessed and part of my journey to have put it out in, in a timing where it is serving so many people at this time. That, that wasn't part of my intention, obviously, but it seems to be working out that way. So, so going back to answer your question, my intention was, I mean, I, I like I said, I've been coaching for over a decade um, let me dial it back first and just say that I am not much of a reader, right? There are some books out there that will change your life. Uh, um, they're amazing books. I'm just not going to finish most of them. <laughs> <laughs> so as somebody, as a coach who's been working with, with clients for over a decade, I've been seeing the, and not even just my clients, but myself, my friends, just people, human beings going through the experience of life. I've noticed these consistent concepts that are, I say basic in the sense of not belittling anybody's inability or ability to, to reach them, but just something that we can all access at any point, but don't always realize that these basic concepts of patience and presence and joy that we all have the ability to create from within and don't necessarily make the time to because we're, we're so caught up and rightfully so based on our experience in life and what feels like is happening to us and the trials and tribulations and the ups and downs. And we feel like all this is happening to us. And so we don't have time to create patience or, or literally, right? I guess that's the whole point of patience, right? Making time uh, or presence or, or, you know, be joyful when, when it doesn't necessarily feel like there's a reason to be in, in different people's experience. And so I wanted something in those space. If you're having a tough day, and real quick, I'll also say I really wrote it with two, two purposes in mind. The first one was if you're having a tough day, um, you can sit down. You don't have to read, you know, 300 pages. You can sit down and read this book in 30 minutes and get some tangible concepts. It's a smaller book. You can carry it with you whenever you go. It's, the reason it is a first aid kit is that it is something that you can open when you're feeling stressed. And so, you know, if this way you can sit down, you can read it in 35 minutes and have tangible things that you can walk away with the next day and you can utilize and kind of go back to on a regular basis. Then the second way that I wrote it, and it's very intentional, um, it's literally, you can open it to any page in the book and there's something on there that's highlighted and stands out as, you know, something that could serve you in the moment if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, it is like, you know, when, you, when you're feeling, if you fall and hurt your knee, you don't necessarily need to go to the hospital, but sometimes you just need something quick to open up and get some Band-Aids or get some Neosporin or whatever it is and, and you know, fix the, the initial problem. But that was my intention, something that I could serve others quickly, easily, but also not in such a deep concept where people have to really think way deep about it. It's written in, in conversational style. It's written in layman's terms. I mean, it's really just something for everybody, people of all ages to kind of just get an idea of how they prefer to be showing up and get some tools and some tips just to kind of be a better version of themselves. That is awesome. Yeah. And I'll tell you just my personal experience. I really appreciate the yeah. copy that you gave me and I'm sitting here looking at it and I just opened it up and here's a quote that I want to give back to you and, I, and have yeah. you riff on it just a little bit. But occasionally while traveling on the sunny road of this adventure we call life, a dark cloud will pass over and block the sun. Two things to remember. Number one, it's temporary. Number two, those dark clouds do contain rain, which is essential not only for growth, but for life itself. Man, that's yeah. awesome. And that so resonated with me. And I just so appreciate the, the spirit here to encourage people that, hey, things, things are going to happen. And, mm -hmm. and dark clouds might pass over and block the sun. But we have to remember that it's temporary and that there may be some good that can come out of that. Where did that come from for you? Uh, you know what? That actually... If I remember specifically, I, I had taken a picture of some, just some clouds. Like it was kind of a dark cloud over the sun. Like literally it was, it was an Instagram post, I think initially. And um, I remember just something as I was looking at it and thinking about it and where I was in my life. And it wasn't even a particular instance as much as just observing life as a coach and as a dad and as a you know, husband and a human being. And it just it led me to th people, you know, 
sometimes look up and see these clouds and think, oh my gosh, now it's going to rain and it's dark. And I was like, well, there's a couple different ways to look at it. Like I know this cloud is really, it was just being there in the moment, taking the yeah. picture and realizing, and the cool part about this, and thank you for asking that question, actually, it's a great question because it's not just these giant things like a, a sickness in a family or a pandemic or that are dark clouds. Sometimes in, depending on how you're living your life, it can literally be a cloud and people get so caught up and, oh my gosh, now there's this dark cloud and now there's weather's going to be bad and the rest of my day is ruined. And it's like all the stuff that can sit there and stare at the worst case scenario of any situation, even something as small as looking up. Instead, there's also an opportunity to literally the exact same scenario, look up and see the beauty of the light that on the outside of the cloud or the beauty of nature uh, that just the fact that it's there, again, to the point of, of the quote, it is there to serve a purpose. It is there to, you know, give us life in some capacity. Um, and if you take it more out of the actual cloud and more into a metaphor, you know, struggle is the most important thing there is. That, that's what really makes us who we are. And that's how we, we learn lessons and it's how we grow to be the best versions of ourselves if we, if we know, know that that is the option. Yeah, if we can embrace it. You know, and yeah. that's what it takes is embracing. Love your podcast, which is amply the same title as your as your book. You know, you've got several excellent episodes there where they're just short, quick hitters, uh, yeah. five, seven, eight, ten minutes long. And one that stands out for me, which kind of alludes back to your book and the themes, is that we can create or we can cope. And, and I think that was one title that I'd love for you to kind of explain and, and give our listeners maybe a little bit of a taste of what, where did that come from for you? Are, you just simply asked us, you know, when we face that dark cloud, are we coping or are we creating? Because yeah. we have a choice, right? Always. And one of the most powerful lessons I've ever learned, and it literally serves me in almost every moment and definitely every day, is that life is happening for you and not to you. And it's so easy and we are conditioned to think otherwise. We are conditioned to think that we are at the effect of life and we need to kind of prepare for the worst case scenario and constantly being like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen to you or this could happen to me. That happened to me and that because that happened to me maybe eight years ago, now this is my identity, right? And so this happened to me, that's going to happen, that could happen to me again. And so we're in this place of preparing, uh, preparation for the worst case scenario. And so that is constantly coping. I'm constantly coping with what happened to me. And again, I'm just making this up eight years ago. I'm coping with what my boss said to me last week. I'm coping with how my kids are behaving. I'm, co like, I'm coping with a global pandemic. I'm coping with all these different things that by no means am I belittling anybody's experience or feelings about that, right? It makes perfect sense that, that we do that based on our life experience. But that being said, when you recognize that in any given moment, we are always creating something. And in that moment, you are creating someone who's coping, right? And in fact, and real quick, just to touch back to the book, the Apple, uh, the, the prologue is all about that, about being a creator and the fact that we're always creating something, right? So you and I right now are creating an awesome podcast. When you wake up in the morning, if you decide to put on blue socks, blue pants, blue shirt, blue hat, you're literally creating a person who's dressed in blue. We create sandwiches, we create conversation, we create art, we create music, we create love, we create laughter, um, but we also create anxiety, we also create stress, and we create coping skills in these situations. So when you start to recognize that, hey, am I, if this is happening to me, if I believe everything is happening to me, then I spend my entire life coping and trying to survive it. But if you recognize and you actually choose to believe that everything is happening for you, it can change everything. Because then you, if you genuinely say and you get to, the, and, and actually and we touched on this a little bit before we actually started the podcast, but when you, you bring up to me, like, why is this happening? There's typically people go, this, why me? Why is this happening to me? But really, you can actually even use those same words and just change the energy and be genuinely and authentically curious. Not like, oh God, why is this happening to me, Lord? But literally, so why, why is this happening for me? If in some strange universe, and again, I'm talking about serious 
stressful situations and trauma that does occur in the, the human experience. I'm not blaming. I've been through several situations myself. So I, I'm, I'm saying, but if you can take a step back, maybe not in the moment, obviously we, we do have an effect to life, right? Uh, or reaction to life. But at any given moment, if you say, if, if I want to feel better about what happened, if I can ask myself in some crazy universe, right? If this did happen for me, right? Detach yourself from the situation, detach yourself from the story. But you can say, if this did happen for me, what would that be? What might be three reasons that this could possibly be happening for me? I'll take a, you know, an, a sad example of someone whose child you know, dies of cancer because I want people to understand the, the extremities. Like I'm not just talking about you stub your toe, how did this happen for me? I'm talking some heavy things that happen to people. And why this happened for me? Well, maybe because now that you are the human being that is going to change thousands of other people's lives who are dealing with, with cancer because you're taking that lesson, that pain and that struggle and now you're, you're doing more research and you're finding something else and you're connecting with other children and, and you're empowering, you know what I mean? How could this possibly not only be happening for me, but for the rest of the world? Yeah, you're making purpose. You're creating purpose even out of that pain. Uh, and some of what I've experienced also, uh, Ryan, is that that purpose is probably even more powerful when it comes from pain. And Absolutely, uh, because it's so, yeah, I so appreciated that. That's such a great concept. And, and when you're working with people to encourage them and coach them, you're trying to get them to become proactive rather than reactive and saying, oh, woe is me. Look what happened. This is going to happen. Uh, and, you know, going down this pathway of, of the worst case scenario instead of taking a hard look at, and, and, and part of that is self-awareness, knowing my own skill set, my own gifts, my talents, my, my limits, my boundaries, but actually being uh, confident enough and brave enough, you know, to take responsibility and, and step into that, to the batter's box, so to speak, and say, yeah. I'm going to swing and, and yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a base hit here. I'm going to make something of this, you know, um, a quick question, which is maybe, maybe seem big and broad, but I've, I've heard you talk about this before. What is that one thing that probably most keeps people from living their best life? Without a doubt, it's fear, in my opinion. It's fear, and mostly it's fear of what other people think of you, right? And that can be people you love. I mean, sometimes when you first say it, it's like, oh, people on the internet or people just in general. But no, it's fear of what my parents think of me. It's fear of what my friends think about me. But then it is also fear of what someone who I don't even know in some other country might comment on the internet about me, right? It's fear about putting yourself outside the comfort zone. And really, it's fear of judgment. And when we start to really, and here's what I'll say, you kind of touched on it a second ago. It's like, when you recognize that literally there's oxygen, there's gravity, there's sunlight every single moment, right? You wake up, that is here just so that you can exist today. What are you doing with it? And if I'm going, by the way, again, this stuff is practice. It takes intention, it takes purpose. Um, but when you start to recognize that that's a fact, like literally life is happening for me. The oxygen, the sunlight, the gravity, the ability to exist, the ability to communicate, the ability to functionally move around this planet and connect and, and communicate with others. That is like an amazing, miraculous gift that people don't necessarily, because we're used to it, we take it for granted, on, on, you know? And so when you recognize that this is this gift, why would I be afraid of what someone else thinks? Like it's not my, it's, it's a waste of my time and energy actually to think and be worried about what someone else thinks. Again, it makes sense that we feel that way based on, I had a great conversation last night with someone. It's like, you know, we go to school as a young person and we're taught to get good grades, right? You're automatically, right away, we're being taught you're, you're possibly not good enough and you're possibly going to disappoint your parents and you're possibly going to be comparing yourself to other children, right? And it's not the intention behind it, but that's really the, the system that we're immediately put into, comparison and judgment and not being good enough. And so we then spend our whole lives. And now with social media, kids at a younger age are getting into like, hey, I see all my friends who look like this or being invited to this party or doing this and I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm comparing myself to them all the time. 
And so it's all about fear. I'm fear that I'm not good enough. I'm fear that I'm not going to fit in. I'm fear that I'm not connecting. I'm, fe I'm fearful that people won't like me. And when we really step into this moment of now and realize that today is a gift and it doesn't matter what anyone else, anywhere else thinks, and even people we love to death, our wives, our spouses, our husbands, our family, it's not that we disregard their opinion, and especially when they come from a place of wisdom and we've learned things from them in the past, but really in the grand scheme of things, and in my opinion, this is how it should be, they are not living their life for you. They are living their life for them. And they could be more focused on what's important for them and who they want to be. And so that leaves us to not worry about, because no one's coming to save us. It's our responsibility to recognize that today is a gift. Who do we want to be in today? In the grand scheme of things, you know, when we look back to life, it's who, how did I want to live my life? I know I, another great lesson I learned once was that it's none of my business what someone else thinks of me. It's a different way to, to look at it, right? It's literally none of my business because it has nothing to do with me. In fact, whatever they, however they feel about me is completely valid and has nothing to do with me. Because had I been born to their parents on the day they were born and lived every single second of their life up until this moment when they met me and had this response to my behavior, I would feel the same way. And I would respond, you know what I mean? So it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with them, which is awesome. So let them be themselves. Let them learn. Let them have their own challenges and journey. Be the light you want to see in the world in the meantime. And once we start, I think, you know, to your point of the initial question um, of like, you know, how, what keeps people from really being the best version of themselves it's this fear that somebody else might not like it. But when you, and we talked about purpose, sometimes feel like, oh, purpose is such a big thing. I don't know, how do I even decide what my life purpose is? But if you say, okay, listen, that, is a, that can be a big thing, especially when you're a younger person, you feel like I've got 80 years in front of me and I don't even know what I'm gonna do with it. Why do I have to have this decision now? Don't, like what is your purpose for today? Decide who you want to be today. What is my purpose for today? And actually, along with that, I'd say suggest doing that and then writing it down each day. And, you know, you go two weeks, you go 14 days, you go a month, you'll see some patterns. You'll start to recognize what was your purpose more often than not. And then you can step into that for a while. Say, okay, well, you know what? I just recognized that 20 out of the last 30 days, my purpose was X. I think I'm going to intentionally then make my purpose for the next 30 days, all 30 of them, just this, because it's something that aligns with me. I recognize it feels good. And then you start to step into this purpose and then you open yourself up to more opportunities that also serve that purpose. And ideally you're serving someone else's as well. Yeah, I know I kind of went off on a thing here, but the last thing I'll say to that is that can also change. Like, so when people feel like this thing, oh, I have to have my purpose, purpose for today, purpose for this month, purpose for this year, until you decide otherwise, right? Because I'm not the same person I was last month. I'm not the same person I was last year. I'm certainly not the same person I was 10 years ago. So when we recognize that every day is an an opportunity to decide what our purpose is because we want to, because we have this gift of life, then that's when it becomes fun and that's when it becomes creating and you're not coping anymore. Now you're creating the life that you deserve that you're able to inspire others to do the same. So deep and it, it is very reflective. It's, uh, it's, and I've worked with college students most of my, you know, that age group of 18 to 22 year olds who need to become less self-focused and more self-aware, right? <laughs> and that's, that's, I hear that message and the, the responsibility that we have. I had a coach once tell me, he said, Chuck, why are you trying to be that guy? You need to be you. Like, quit trying to be that guy. And yeah. we need you to be you, like on the team. You know, I think yeah. of a football team. You know, it's like if the lineman is trying to play safety, that's not going to work. And if the quarterback is actually trying to play tight end, that doesn't work. You know, like, but you need to do your job and be you. That's your purpose. And yeah. so I, I just love the inspiration here from, 
from your book, from the podcast, from the, from the work that you're doing with your clientele to get them to take that responsibility and then dream, right? And say, what could be? Now that we get the start of the foundation of, of self-awareness, now where do we go? And I think that, that fear that you mentioned is actually distracting people from living into their potential. Uh, and what a tragedy. Yeah. What a tragedy. You know what? I, I want to ask, I ask a lot of my guests, but I would love for you to put this into the current context now with all the things that we're dealing with in our world today, right? Sure. A, a worldwide pandemic with the virus and all of the, the, you know, the swirling eddies that come off of that concept with our our schools, our churches, our families, our jobs, our organizations, the racial unrest that, that is, is rising again. And we're dealing with that slowly um, through protests and the media. And then you dump onto that, you know, in the next 60 or 80 days, 90 days here, an election in our country here in the United States and the political lines that are drawn and, and all of the stress of that. Yeah. Is this really just an interruption in our time that you and I are living in, or is this an actual disruption? And, and are there some lasting changes that you might see? What are you seeing in your clients as you work with people? Yeah, it's a powerful question. And the, the, the truth is I don't have the answer, right? I, I can't say that it's one or the other. I can say it's both, and I can say that it's, it depends on you. I said everybody is, going, is having their own experience. And so, from, so one thing I'll, I'll dial back, and I, I honestly believe from working with clients, from just talking to people, from being on different podcasts and, and really just experiencing my own life, I believe that this scenario, this pandemic situation of 2020 really makes you more of what you already were. Mm. I think it's like, you know, you're already in the situation where if you were spending a ton of time in fear already, you were now alone with your thoughts more and you were more afraid. If you were already angry at the world and felt like everything was happening to you, you now feel even more of that. If you're in a place where you're focusing to build a life that serves others, you now feel the, the need and the rise to do more of that. If you're an entrepreneur who's focused on building and creating something in the past, you, you, uh, most entrepreneurs will pivot with change with what's going on. You are now looking at the best way to do that. So this has been such a, a situation where everybody's now focused and it's bringing out ideally, I think that can bring out the best in people. But the challenge that I'm seeing is, and this is my opinion, right? I, I think due to media, I think due to all this influence that's out there, it's not giving as many people the opportunity to bring out the best in them as much as it's screaming at them that they should be afraid and they should be angry and they should be all these things that aren't necessarily serving them or mankind. The, the ambiguity, I think, is what people are facing. And then we, you know, we have a choice as to how we deal with that. But man, totally. thank you so much for that. That is a gem. That is an awesome soundbite here uh, that, that what we're facing simply amplifies what we already were and take a look in the mirror, start that journal like you're recommending and you're going to start to see more and more of who you are and, and both the good and the bad. And then yeah. we're going to feed, you know, feed the wolf inside us. That's, that's doing good yeah, and starve the wolf inside us. That's doing bad. Right. And yeah. change ourselves, start to grow ourselves through habits. Um, you know, I want, I want, I want you to give me just real quick hitters here as far as some, just some things that come to your mind that would help our listeners create patience in their life? What, what, just sure. little things, maybe silly things, simple things. How do I create more patience in my life? Yeah, so first of all, I don't know if it's little or silly, but I will say the most important place to start, and we already kind of touched on it, is recognizing that you are a creator. And I say that in the sense that at any point, if you feel like, listen, I am not patient, I am not patient, I'm recognizing my impatience, I'm recognizing that I get angry when I'm, I'm late for something, I'm recognizing that I 
I'm constantly thinking that I'm not where I want to be. Like that's all signs of impatience. So you can say to yourself, I mean, it's a simple question that really just can be a, a practice and a great place to start. You know, what does patience feel like? How does a patient person behave? If I needed to, if I was forced to by the, right, we're at, the, at this point, you typically feel like things are happening to you. But if so, if it was happening to me was that I was forced to create patience, what would I do? Right, take responsibility for our ability to ask what does patience feel like? How does, an, an, or even step outside yourself, to, to detach yourself from the story, whatever story that is, and ask yourself, how would somebody else who's patient behave? If you know somebody who you genuinely feel is a patient person, how would they behave in the same situation? And then typically our brain goes, to, well, it's easy for them to say because they, this was easy. And all of a sudden, we'll come to all the reasons why it's easy for them to be patient and not easy for us. Disregard all of that. The question, like, just get down to it. What would it be like if I wanted to create patience right now? And then the other thing is that I would just say is, as a quick tip is, and I'll, I'll use a very basic example that I think 99% of us can relate to is you're stuck in traffic and you're late for something, right? We all get impatient all of a sudden. You're, you're thinking of all the reasons why this is terrible and you're angry and you're frustrated and you're, you're mad at the people driving slow in front of you and you're mad that you had your wife because she asked you to stay three minutes later to talk about something else or whatever. All these different things go through our mind, all the reasons why this is happening to me. Now, in that same moment, if you were to think, and there's, I can say we've all been late for something many times in the grand scheme of things in life. One day I had the best realization it was I was late for something and I was feeling stressed about it. And then I went back and I started thinking about all the other times I had been late for something and was stressed about it. And when I got there, how it didn't really make a difference that I was late at all. And sometimes the people who I was there to meet were late as well. And when I got there to meet them, the meeting started exactly as it was supposed to. And we got done exactly what we were supposed to do. And so I spent X amount of time physically creating angst and stress and worry about something that made no difference in my life whatsoever, except for the fact that I could, could have spent that exact same amount of time creating love and gratitude for life creating compassion for others, listening to something that could serve my purpose, that could educate my mind. At any point, if you're feeling like I want something to be different now than it is, then my, and then my final tip, I'm kind of transitioning here into another tip, would be create gratitude for the outcome you desire instead of focusing on what's going on that is keeping you from getting that outcome. Because when you, in either way, again, you're creating energy, you're creating thoughts, you're creating emotions, and they're either A, going to be sitting there focused on this thing that I don't have and I'm not having and I'm late for and I didn't get there yet and you're physically, I mean, you know, you can measure brain waves, you get all this stuff, you're physically creating thoughts. And so you can literally choose to create thoughts at that exact same time that are doing the opposite and serving your, your purpose for that day. And think more, and I don't know, it seems like a better use of time, I think, in the grand scheme of things. Decide who you want to be in any given moment. No doubt. No doubt. Thank you for that. You know, one, one more category from your book. How, give us some quick tips on just trying to remember to be present. You know, yeah. we, we are so distracted but what is it to be present? Yeah, and so this one gets a little bit deeper, but in, in, in a great way. In fact, I go back to the book, like I think another nice part about this book is it's not, there's some deep concepts that aren't spoken in such a deep way, but I will say that the, the most important thing I think to remember in presence is that there is only now. And it's a weird concept for us to kind of realize, but it was a really powerful one for me. And when you think about even the past is just a lot of other nows, right? And that we kind of remember in a certain way and we've chosen to create a story or an identity around it um, based on that experience. Uh, and a lot of the time, those aren't even actual, I mean, they've done studies, like something like 60 to 80% of our memories are incorrect. So the past is typically just, and the future are nows that we are predicting based on the past, right? And so, but really all this stuff is like, you can decide that the future is fear-based, like I can be afraid of the future. And that's, that's why people need to be present because they're worried either A, so I'm getting excited here. I'm thinking all these different things. My, my brain's hitting a bunch of different things, but I would say when people are not present, they're either A, worried about something they did or said or happened to them in the past. B, they're worried about what someone somewhere else, even now, thinks of them, right? So their brain is somewhere else 
or C, they're concerned about the future that it's not going to go well, right? There's a fear of, of it not going the way they want it to go. And so they're preparing for that. So all those different three places, they take you out of the present, right? And, and they, all of them seem to create angst, physical overwhelm in certain situations. The more that becomes a habit of angst, the more physically your body is affected. To solve that, and if, you, if, you, if, if anybody out there is listening and feels like this is them, yes, I feel like I'm everywhere else most of the time, but I'm really not sure being present just kind of feels like this thing that other people like monks do after you know, practicing for 20 years. Some basic stuff, recognize your five senses, like right now, right? Um, what am I smelling? What am I hearing? What am I seeing? And then right when you get to those things, we, you go back to the concept we spoke about earlier that, by the way, I'm smelling, seeing, hearing, feeling. This is all a gift. This is all just for me right now. And instead of me worried about what's not happening for me or what's, ha- what's happening to me, what's happening to someone else, what someone else is thinking, all you have to do is sit here and think about what am I smelling? What am I hearing? What am I feeling? Can I feel the air against the skin of my face? Like this is all a gift. If I can be here right now and enjoy the present moment, think about my heart that is literally beating so that I can survive and create and love and give, you know, have this thing called life. Like all this is happening now, literally. And we start to recognize that and then create gratitude for it, create gratitude for the now. And you, you build that up as a habit. You start to live your life in this way where you're not worried about the future. You're not thinking about the past because it doesn't matter. The only that matters is now. So you're here anyway. You might as well be, and we'll go and real quick, we'll go to the next chapter, which is you might as well be joyful. You might yeah. as well be here yeah, now. And, go ahead. And what I was going to ask you then leading into that is, you know, you're the father, uh, proud father of two boys. And tell me one of the most joyful times that you've had with the guy with the guys. You know what? What's what? Do you, what does Ryan and the boys like to do to have joy and to be present? Yeah. And tell us tell us a quick story. Uh, I'll have to think about story, but I will just say that my my two favorite things in life are parenting and teaching. I'm parenting and coaching. Yeah. And it's because in both those situations, I, I'm teaching and learning at the same time consistently. Um, I love parenting because it is such a lesson when you really realize that. Everything you're doing, everything you're saying, your behavior, your, your physical energy that you're putting up when you walk into a room, like they are learning from all the time. Even when they're in the back of the room, they're always listening one way or another. And so it's been a real important lesson for me to be who I want my children to be as often as possible. I just wanted to share that real quick because it came up for me and I hope that it serves somebody else out there. Um, but as far as things we like to do, man, I, I just love being with them. I love sharing love with them. I love, and as silly as it sounds, like, you know, just waking up and I always put my hand, like I come for hugs from behind. I always put my hand on their heart and I just, I feel it and I hold it. And I, I just, you know, I kiss them on the head and I just tell them how much I love them. But we play, I know I'm blessed to have a great backyard. We have a pool. And so we, we spend a lot, as much time outside as possible. I will play some video games with them every once in a while. Got it. But I, I in fact, I've been, um, one of the things I did recently that I loved, I do a walking meditation every Sunday. And I just took my nine-year-old on his first walking meditation this past week. Uh, just a time to be in nature, decide who you want to be and think about the life you want to create and that type of a thing. And that was pretty awesome. I look forward to doing more of those. But in general, it's really just about being, I love music. So we listen to a lot of music together. Of course, the, the challenge is having a six and a nine-year-old is they do want to play more video games. And you know they are in a time where there's literally 24 hours of television at their disposal. Like they, can, they know that they could turn on TV anytime and there's something there for them. Whereas when we grew up, it's like you had it at four o'clock in the afternoon right, after yeah, school sure. and you had it on Saturday mornings and that was it. Now it's literally not even just one channel, but there's 50 channels of, for children that are accessible. So curving that and being where like, get outside guys, so let's go do that type of thing uh, is a challenge. But to be the example, that it's not just like, hey, I'm going to sit here on my phone while I'm kicking you outside, but to want to be there with them 
share some music or whatever, I think is a big part of it as well. Well, you are in the thick of it, my friend, but hang in there. Yes. And, and <laughs> I appreciate so much where you're at. My, my daughters are, are a little older. My wife and I actually just experienced the transition to empty nesters. And so we nice. miss those days. Yeah. Cherish every moment, my friend. Uh, but I yeah, know. as we close down here, I just want to encourage everybody that if, if Ryan has really resonated in your ears today, so to speak, uh, Ryan has one of the greatest jobs in the world. He actually works with people just like you uh, in a one-to-one -one basis as a personal and certified professional coach to help you lead yourself. And so I just want to uh, reiterate, uh, the book is called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. And a podcast named the same, uh, Resources. Ryan, where can people best get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you again for the opportunity to share. Uh, Ryan, so again, as you just said so kindly, my name is Ryan Stanley. That's R-Y-A-N-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y. And I say that out loud because it's ryanstanley.com. Uh, quick and easy. There'll be, if you're interested in buying my book, you can actually buy it on that website. There'll be a button that says, be patient, be present, be joyful. Feel free to click on that. If you Actually, if you do buy it from my website, I will send you a signed copy, a little note to you. And then also, depending on my availability, uh, we'll set up a complimentary coaching session. You can also find it on Amazon. You can find it on Barnes & Nobles, wherever books are sold, as they say. Um, and if you're on social media, if you go to ryanstanley.com, you know, there's buttons on there. But I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, all the places. So, in fact, I'd love to hear from you. And especially if you heard me on this podcast, please let me know. Um, because I'd like to send you some extra gratitude to Charlie and, you know, um, you know, I'm connecting with people. Absolutely. Ryan Stanley, thank you so much for joining us on the Encouragers United podcast. Thanks, Charlie. Many thanks to Ryan Stanley again for sharing inspiration with us today. Thanks for listening. I need a favor. I would love for you to subscribe to this show. Also leave a comment and a rating for the podcast on the platform that you're listening Share this with somebody, spread the positive word and let them know that there is a podcast that high energy, positive encouragers need right now. You can also email me questions, comments, show ideas, even some suggestions to make this show better. I want to hear from you. I appreciate and read every single comment and email. Another fun resource is for you to view my weekly Facebook live show. I call it Tuesday Tea with Charlie G. Just 15 to 20 minutes of unscripted laughs, updates on my life, and a whiteboard session to inspire you to start where you are, take what you have, and do what you can. You can also connect with other optimistic, enthusiastic leaders from all over the world by joining the Encouragers United Facebook group, read my web blog, and view some of my worship music resources on my website, charlesrgrimes.com.